everyone. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday. It is July 28th. It's 2020. And we have 12 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. Uh, 12 on FanDuel, 10 on DraftKings. I feel like every day it's going to be different and we're never going to have the same main slates um, with these games starting a little bit earlier. But um, excited to break these games down. I don't think the pitching is any better today than it was yesterday. Um, but excited to get into it and um you know start breaking these ones um joined today by a first time guy breaking him in here it's tasteful tides um tim tim buell how are you doing my friend good how are you stevie now i'm peachy man like baseball's back um you know we're already getting the first setting um delay for my pitcher so like i already got that tilt out of the way a couple days into the season so uh, I'm I'm ready and rolling here, so um, really excited to have some bad pitching again on today's slate. That's what we're gonna have. Well, <laughs> uh, let's jump into it. Like I said, we're gonna start with the Braves and Rays because uh, Fanduel did include these two games. Um, I actually like the bigger slates. I'm glad they included them. I think 10 to 12 is kind of perfect for baseball. So we got Kyle Wright against Chirinos. Um What are your thoughts when it comes to Kyle Wright? Uh, he's, uh, he struggled a little bit at the big league level. Uh, he was a a high draft pick back in 2017. Uh, yeah, he got four starts last year. He really struggled. Um, I think maybe he can write the ship here, but I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure what his price is over on FanDuel. Uh, I play mostly over on DraftKings. Um, I know, um, what do you got for him? Yeah, like when I'm looking at right here, you know, it's not the worst matchup in the world against Tampa um, outside of, you know, Monday. You know, they obviously scored a bunch of runs. But Kyle Wright, 5.73 you know, XFIP last season, under 20% K rate, high walk rate. Um, like you said, struggled so far at the big league level. Um, I don't really see the need to go right on this slate on FanDuel, one pitcher site. Um, Trinos – on the other side of this game, you know, he reported late to camp for spring training 2.0 uh, because he did test positive for COVID. So he is a little bit, I feel like, a little bit behind a lot of these guys. Like he, the last thing that I read on him was like 60 pitches. Um, so I'm not really expecting Torinos to go too deep into this game. Yeah, I cannot see going to him on a one pitcher site at all. Yeah, like Torinos is someone that I really like, um, you know, when he's getting the innings and like get him stretched out, get him a better matchup. I love the fact that he's a sinker baller. Um, you know, he gets he induces a lot of ground balls and stuff like that. But I, I just on a one pitcher site, even at 7,400, I can't, you know, I can't do it. Yeah, I'd be more apt to use the offenses from these games because a lot of times people forget to use this game because there's no, they don't see it over on DraftKings. Uh, let's talk some bats here. Um, anything standing out to you for the Braves? For the Braves, you can always use Freddie. Uh, I'm a big fan of Freddie. Uh, Albies, Acuna, Azuna, uh, all the top bats I think are, you know, really good. Probably contrarian GPP plays tomorrow. One of my favorite plays on FanDuel on this slate is Matt Adams. This dude smashes, smashes sinkers. Um, It's been a thing for years now, you know, and he's 2,100. You could do anything you want with your lineup if you play Matt Adams. And the good thing about FanDuel is you have that utility. So, like, you're not only locking up your only first base slot when you're playing Matt Adams. Um, He is really, really good against sinkers. Um, 427 ISO against sinkers since 2016. So, um, really like Matt Adams. I like the Freddie Freeman call. Dude, don't mind an Atlanta stack uh, because the only bad thing about stacking Atlanta is you have to use your first base and utility spot to get Freddie and Adams because if I'm stacking them, I'm playing both of those guys. It's true. It's a really good point, Stevie. Uh, let's talk Tampa here. Right, like, man, this guy struggled so much. And like you said when you were talking about Atlanta, like – People are going to forget about this team. You know, I stacked Toronto on Monday on FanDuel, and they were really low-owned. You know, unfortunate for me, the bottom of the order hit all the home runs. Um, you know, but, like, you're looking at Tampa's pricing on this slate on FanDuel, and they're all extremely cheap. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Choi, uh, Meadows. Uh, who else am I looking for here? 
Brennan Lau. They got Yoshi, man. Just because yeah, just because I want to say Yoshi, like you know, what's one Yoshi, of my favorite characters. What's Yoshi's price tomorrow. Um, they priced him up a little bit. He's up to twenty eight hundred. Okay. He was like he was like free, you know, and and like when oh, man, he's been he free the running in three days. And then like Renfro's tre- cheap. Um, Yanni Diaz is cheap. Like all these guys, Ch- Choi, like you said, all these guys are super cheap when it comes to Tampa. Yeah. Uh, moving on here, we have the Cubs and the Reds. Um, Alec Mills against Tyler Molly. Assuming that they get started and they get rolling here um, on Monday's slate and we don't see the same pitchers, um, the last thing that I saw, like, that game was getting close to getting started or if it hasn't already got started. Um, I think it's started, it yeah. All right, cool. Um, Alec Mills, any interest in Mills here? Uh, I don't believe so. No, uh, he's got really good off-speed stuff, but he's got a really hittable fastball, and um, I don't think I'm going to go there for a, a one-pitcher site at all. Yeah, like this is one of those scenarios. Like if he was on DraftKings and we were looking for a cheap SP two, maybe because you know the power bats when you're looking at Cincinnati, in my opinion, are Suarez, Castellanos. I don't consider Joey Votto a power bat. Anybody that chokes up with two strikes is not a power bat to me. <laughs> um, like Mills is really good against righties, um, so like he could potentially limit the two big power bats here. But like he struggled so much against lefties that on a one pitcher site, I'm with you. Can't do it. Tyler Molly, man, this guy, like, he had moments of brilliance at times last year. Um, any interest here in, in Tyler Molly? I don't think over on FanDuel. He has shown quite a bit of upside. Um, he also gives up a lot of hard contact. Um, I don't think I could go there, though. In, uh, in Cincinnati, one pitcher, uh, no thank you. Yeah, like, again, like, maybe – on DK, if we were playing like on a two pitcher side and like we were looking to be a little different, I think like on a two pitcher side, you would need these guys, but there's like two or three arms that I, I would prefer on like a fan duel. But here's the thing like when I'm looking at bats in this game, I love the ballpark, I love the great American small park. Um, what are your thoughts when it comes to the, the Cubbies? Cubbies, uh, I'm, a, I'm a big, uh, big Rizzo guy tomorrow uh big uh chris i think chris bryant struggled uh you know the last three games but it's early he'll get it together kyle schwarber i think it's a great play tomorrow uh you know i think i think you can attack molly from from both sides of the plate and like we said it's it's great american small park so there'll be there'll be some dingers tomorrow yeah gotta love those dingers um definitely think like rizzo schwarber um like if you want to go like I, I, I've been talking about Ian Happ. Like Ian Happ is someone that when he's healthy, man, this guy has pop, and he bats towards the bottom of the order. So like, you could do the wraparound stack and go Happ, Bryant, Rizzo, Baez, uh, and just make your Cubs stack different um, over there on Fanduel. And Happ continues to be under three K, so definitely don't mind going there. As far as the Reds go, like I said, like I want to attack Mills with lefties most of the time. This dude had a 34% K rate against righties. He had a very good ISO and Woba against righties last season. I don't like playing Joey Votto. Um, If Winker's batting leadoff, maybe I take a couple shots on him, but like, I don't see myself really stacking the reds in this slate. No, I think it's, I think it's Winker. I I think you could take a flyer on Suarez, even though, you know, he's, you know, a better lefty matcher, but I think he's still such a quality hitter that you could. I, Akiyama uh, is another guy that you could take a flyer on, I think, for the Reds. Show go! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, outside of that, those, like, you know, the, when you get talking to the bottom of this order, like, Jankowski, Galvis, like, they're on a, on a big slate, like 12 games, they just usually don't make the cut for me. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think those guys are going to make the cut for me either. All right, move on. Like I said, the DraftKings slate starts on this 7.05 game. We got the Brewers and the Pirates. Um, Josh Lindbaum against Derek Holland. Derek Holland back in our lives. Um, <laughs> any interest here in Josh Lindbaum? Lum? I think he's an interesting play because he's very cheap tomorrow. Uh, he was the MVP over at the KBO uh, in 2019. He was also the best pitcher there in 2018. I think he may possibly be worth a flyer as an SB2 tomorrow. 
Yeah. So like for me, it, it go, goes back to the same reason why I liked, um, well, I can't think of his name. I totally went blank. Um, the pitcher that I played, <laughs> Hauser. Um, it goes back to like the you, same thing. Like I don't already forgotten. I'm so so <laughs> tilting when your pitcher throws one inning and you know doesn't get the rest of the game. But anyway, like like you said, he's 5100. Like this team is not scary. I'm pretty sure he was drafted by the Pirates um, when he was drafted a few years pretty, ago. I'm pretty sure. So, you're right. Like, he knows the organization and stuff. You know, some of these guys were probably on that team when he got drafted. But when you're looking at, like, Limbaum, you are – he's decent. And outside of Bell, like, really, it's Bell Ozuna in this lineup. Polanco has games from time to time, but Polanco also strikes out a massive clip. So, give me four or five quality innings here, a few strikeouts at 5,100. Um, I think he's definitely SP2 as well. I agree with you. Um, zero chance I played Derek Holland. Um, Derek Holland, the only reason that Derek Holland was remotely decent at times is because he pitched in San Francisco. Um, this game's in Pittsburgh, and like he, he knows how to pick his teams because he goes from pitcher's ballpark to pitcher's ballpark, but zero chance I'm playing Derek Holland. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. No chance I, I play Holland. You know, you know, we're looking at Holland's stats from last season, 400 Woba, 324 ISO against righties, massive fly balls, massive hard contact. Like, this is a spot you can look at, you know, Ryan Braun, Garcia, Kane. Um, anybody else that stands out to you here? No, you said it for me. Uh, if Kane's uh, hitting in the one hole, definitely look to Kane, definitely look to Ryan Braun uh, for sure. Uh, Justin Smoke, uh, you know, he – I don't know. He's been so-so against lefties. I've usually been targeting him against righties, but I think he's worth a flyer for sure. Yeah. Um, don't mind that at all. Um, I, I definitely think like probably use Milwaukee more as like a secondary stack. I don't think I'd five man them just because of the ballpark. This game's in Milwaukee. It's a completely different conversation that we're having, but this game being in Pittsburgh, like the stats tell us, you know, the data tells us not to stack too much in Pittsburgh. Um, on the other side, like, if you're pitching some Limbum, I, I don't mind maybe, like, throwing out, like, a Bell, Zuna, Moran, like, three-man hedge-type stack. But, like, again, like, are, we're not running five-mans here, right? No way. Not with the Pirates. Absolutely not. See, like, man, I'm, I'm getting even more tilted when all my guys keep hitting home runs. I keep getting the RG alert um, home run. I got the same one. <laughs> oh, it's it, – those Hauser teams. <laughs> I bet it was the same guy too. Oh, I'm sure it was. <laughs> Delaire, my man. All right, White Sox-Indians, uh, Carlos Rendon against Adam Plutko. This is going to be the second half of the doubleheader. We probably won't have lineups for this game. Um unless like maybe we get lucky but they're playing at like 330 and there's weather potentially again um assuming that these are going to be the pitchers that we have and they don't use the other guys um any interest here in carlos rendon i think this is his first start back from tommy john i'm pretty sure pretty sure as well yeah yeah so i don't think i'm going to go there for this for this matchup i oh this game's not even on the slate we can skip it moving on Sorry. We don't even have to worry about it. Like, I wouldn't only think we would have had lineups anyway, so don't even have to worry about it. That's my fault. Um, <laughs> Royals and Tigers. George Lopez against Anthony Castro. Any interest here in Jorge Lopez? Uh, po- possibly, just because, uh, you know, the, the Tigers. I mean, this is kind of a two-way game for me. I could see stacking or getting pieces of the Tigers lineup. I could also see taking pieces of Lopez. Yeah, like, it's ugly. Um, like, we already kind of said that a couple times, but it is it is really ugly when it comes to pitching. Like, same thing I said yesterday. It, these are the fourth and fifth and fourth and fifth guys in, in these rotations. Um, so many opt-outs and stuff like that this season. Like, these are the ugly ones. And, you know, we'll we'll go, like, unfortunately for you, like we'll go to tomorrow's slate and we'll have a ton of pitching to choose from. So <laughs> like, yeah, I will, um, say, I will say one thing, Stevie, is that uh, DraftKings has Foster Griffin going tomorrow for the Royals. Okay. Just so you know, uh, and he would be making his MLB debut. 
he's been in the, their farm system for about four or five years. Yeah, like he's he was supposed to be one of their long relievers, so I don't know. I'll have to look into the situation um, a little bit more. He's a lefty. I like to target righties more against Detroit anyway. So, like, either way, I don't think I'm going. Um, I hope it's Lopez because he's at least, you know, serviceable. (laughs) (laughs) He's an option. I don't think Griffin's an option, that's for sure. Exactly. Um, The other side, we got Castro. Um, uh, He – I'm worried, like, how deep he's going to pitch. And I worry – like, I always worry – like two ways on this. Like this is a dude that's making the jump from double A to the major leagues. So we don't have a lot of data on him in general. We don't really know what to expect, but like teams don't have a lot of data on this guy either. And I feel like that's always like a catch 22 to these guys. Um, Do you have any interest in Anthony Castro? I don't. I also think he's making his major league debut tomorrow. Yeah, Uh, he is. Yeah. Yeah. I think he pitched, uh, 102 innings in double a last year and he had a 15% walk rate. So, uh, and you know, the Royals are priced really affordably tomorrow. So I, I, I really am. I think I'll be hopping on them tomorrow. Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to probably go right back to the well and then I stacked them a bunch. Like this dude is not even like a top five prospect in the Tigers organization. Yeah. This is going to be a bullpen game tomorrow, I feel like, for the Tigers. And, I, you know, Witt, Soler, Mondesi, Perez, uh, your boy Franco. Uh, I think we can hop on the Royals tomorrow for sure. Like, so I did a little research on Castro before we got started here. Um, I, I tend to do that when it comes to young arms. And, like, I'm not saying this kid can't go out and have a decent game. Um, like, his strikeout rate, he took a huge climb – from single A in 2018 to double A in 2019. So I'm not saying like this dude hasn't earned like a chance to make a start here by any means. Um, I'm with you. I like the Kansas city stack. If I run into like, I I like a team that like I have five K left at a pitcher and I'm like, all right, let's take a shot. Um, I actually don't like hate potentially like taking that shot. So um the the strikeout numbers are really interesting. You know, 26.5% K rate, like you said, massive walk rate. Um, and that was a huge increase from single A too. So nerves, all that stuff. Um, let's talk Kansas City bats. We kind of already talked – you kind of already talked about them. I'm right there with you. Like, this is a spot where O'Hearn is back now as well. Like, he adds a left-handed power bat in that lineup. He's back from COVID. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm liking the Kansas City stack for the second straight day. Yes, I'm I'm totally with you on that. I was sad a little bit that O'Hearn came back. Like he could have waited one more day. I really wanted to play McBroom. Um <laughs> as far as the Detroit batters go, assuming that it's gonna be Lopez, um, either way here, like outside of CJ Crone, I don't think I'm going to be playing Detroit a lot this season. No, I'll be I'll be avoiding the tires on on most days. And CJ Crone's 3,300. So, like, if you have a stack that you like and that team doesn't have a first baseman that you like, which is very rare usually, like, CJ Crone is very much in play. I'm going to probably end up playing Crone a lot more on FanDuel this year than on DraftKings just because that second first base option I'm not really taking away from my stack. Yeah, I, I do like Jonathan Scope quite a bit, and he's quite cheap. So, I'd probably be playing him some. Yeah, I don't hate that idea. Get down on a little two-man Detroit. Yep. Probably play more as one-offs when it's all said and done. But uh, moving on, we got the Mets and the Red Sox. Uh, David Peterson against Matt Hall. Yes, those are two Major League Baseball pitchers. And, yes, they are pitching on today's slates. Um, Let's start here with David Peterson. Um, I'm almost positive he's making his debut as well. He is, yeah. He was drafted in 2017. I think – I believe it was – it was first round. I think it was fourth overall. I think it was quite, it was quite a high pick. 20th. Oh, 20th. Sorry. But it was first round, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, he's, he's a, uh, I think he's a good control guy. Um, I don't know what his, uh, what his stuff really looks like. Cause we haven't seen him yet. Yeah, like his swing and strike rate numbers, um, all his double-A numbers. Like, this is another guy that's making the jump from double-A to the majors. Um, the Mets had some injuries, and, like, they're 
they're hurting. Like this dude is a top 10 prospect in the Mets organization. This guy, I feel like he's a lot more respectable arm. Um, he's probably two years early and you'd never want your first matchup to be in Fenway against the Red Sox. In my opinion, like you don't want to face the Yankees in Yankee stadium. You don't want to face Boston in Boston. You don't want to face the Cubs in Chicago, you know, the Dodgers at in, in Dodger stadium. Like these, there's just like five, six, seven spots. You probably don't want when you're making your first, you know, start. And this is a tough one for him. So, um, I'm probably going to pass on David Peterson here. I think, like I said, I think he's two years early. He does have a really high graded changeup, um, you know, so maybe that helps him if he can keep these guys off balance, um, not to get blown up too much. But, you know, when you start digging into like the Red Sox against changeups, JD Martinez just pops off the charts. Like he pops off the charts against anything left handed. So, uh, and then we got Matt Hall on the other side of this game. Um, don't really know what to expect from Matt Hall um, as far as, like, innings and how far he'll go. Do you have any interest in Matt Hall here? I don't. I think this is just a spot start for him. you got to do some bulk work, maybe three or four innings. Um, yep. I think he's traditionally a reliever, too. Uh, so, I, I think I'll pass. I think, I think the Mets are going to take a big uh, jump forward this year, and I think they're going to be a team that we're going to want to use quite a bit. Yeah, Matt Hall, he was with the um, Tigers last year. So, like, he worked out of the bullpen a lot. He's actually – he stretched out um, from what I was reading. Like, he stretched out. He, was, he threw, like, four or five innings in, in spring 2.0 um, in the last thing that he pitched. So, p- pitching-wise, he should be okay. Um, like, honestly, we don't know really what to expect, and that's a lot of pitchers on this slate. It would really – really, like, for – for me on Matt Hall would come down to the lineup. Like they, they could go really right-handed heavy here against him. And like, if that happens, like we saw, he has decent stuff. Um, but it's just, I don't think it's enough here. I, I really don't. No, I, I agree with you. Let's talk Mets bats. Um, you know, Pete Alonzo finally getting going here, um, hitting a home run Monday. Uh, what do you like here for the Mets? I mean, I, I love Pete Alonso. I love Cespedes. Um, I think you could uh, use a little Jeff McNeil. Uh, Ahmad Rosario, they've been pricing him way up. Uh, I know that he's been, he's been good, but I think, he, I think he might be a little bit too expensive. You know, the only thing that I like about him is with the lefty slated here, he probably bats leadoff. And mm-hmm. we have cheap options to take – to roll the dice. Like if you want to go full on Mets stack and you want to stack the top end of this team, the Mets are a five man stack that I could see doing on this slate too. So like, if you wanted to do a full on Mets stack, you know, Cespedes is probably the cheapest of the bunch. So you're going to need some value. Um, And like, if you're taking one of those cheaper pitchers, I'm going to go ahead and just do it. Let's let's roll it, put out Rosario too. Um, You know, cause at the end of the day, it's an expensive stack, so you might as well get the leadoff hitter in that stack. Sure. Yep. I uh, love the Red Sox. You know, I love the Red Sox a lot here. It's a young pitcher. Um, you know, the offseason pickup of, like, Pilar, um, you know, he's going to be a lefty masher this season that, like – and I say masher. Pilar is good against lefties. Um, he's not a masher. He's not J.D. Martinez. He's not Nelson Cruz. But, like, Pilar at 3,300 – 241 ISO against lefties last season. Chavez, like, there's some cheaper bats from the Red Sox here that you, you just hope that you get the production against this lefty. Yeah, and uh, Xander, I think, is in the low fours, which I think is, you know, really, really good value for him. Uh, I, lo- I love this whole game from an offensive point of view tomorrow. Yeah, got to love JD, too. I guess, you know, I should say that. Like, Yeah, I mean, JD, I feel like JD's kind of a given. I play JD every day. <laughs> oh, two of my favorite pitchers in baseball. Carlos Martinez, Homer Bailey, Cardinals and Twins. Um, C-Mart, you know, what are you going to get from C-Marts? You never really know. Um, listen, I liked Carlos Martinez in the bullpen. Um, I think, like, he is made for the bullpen. I think he's made to go out and throw gas and mix up pitches one inning. I don't like him when he's a starter. Um, what's your thoughts here when it comes to Carlos Martinez? I don't mind him. I don't like him in this matchup. So for t- for for today, uh, for Tuesday, I I don't. I'm not. I'm not into it. 
listen, everyone knows I've already, I've, I've planted my flag. I am stacking the twins every day. Um, like the, my flag has been planted. I will have at least one twin stack every day. Listen, Carlos Martinez is going to have to prove to me that he can start and he can go five or six quality innings um, against good teams before I start rostering him. Because yeah, if this were a weaker team, I might have interest with him, but uh, not not against the Twins. Uh, any interest here in Homer Bailey? I mean, he he made uh, quite an improvement in the second half of last year, uh, but I I don't think I can go there against against the Cardinals. Okay, so I'm going to make an argument for Homer Bailey. First thing, he's 9K. Nobody's going to pay 9K for Homer Bailey, and I like that for tournaments. The second argument that I have is he's a veteran. They, it's a 60-game season, and the 33-year-old, they're not going to really care if this dude goes out and throws 110 pitches at the beginning of the season because I'm, pretty, I'm almost 99% sure he signed a one-year deal with this team. So, and Minnesota has something to play for. Like, this is a team that legit has a chance to make the playoffs. If Bailey's throwing good, the argument is, like, he can get you five, six quality innings. And we know Homer Bailey can get some strikeouts along the way. He's not, like, a massive K guy. But this the Cardinals lineup just isn't that scary to me. And if they're going to bat, like, O'Neal down towards the bottom of the order, like, he's, I feel like he's one of the better bats in this lineup. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Homer Bailey is a complete, you know, definitely a capable pitcher. Uh, I just, I'm going to be one of those people that, that doesn't pay 9K for him tomorrow. <laughs> so. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, that's the argument, right? Like, that's, right. Oh, that's you know. absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, if he were, you know, 75 or even eight, I would consider it. He's just too expensive for me. So the, the Brewers game started back up. They brought Hauser back up, and he gave up a home run in his first bat. Um, I might have just taken the 1.95. <laughs> um, anyway, let's talk some bats here. Is there anything standing out to you for the Cardinals? Uh, I mean, I think you could take flyers on people like Goldie and DeJong and, uh, you know, uh, like Dexter Fowler, Tyler O'Neill. Uh, there's certain power bats out there because Homer Bailey does give up, you know, hard contact. So I think, I think uh, you could go, you could, they are viable. Yeah. Like the thing is like, he's more of a ground ball guy. So like if you're targeting bats against him, you want guys that are going to hit the ball up in the air and like O'Neal um, and like Dijon, they hit the ball up in the air. So like, those would be the guys that like I'm looking at Carpenter hits the ball up in the air. So don't mind taking some shots. Like I always think like it's a viable strategy to have at least one stack against Homer Bailey anytime he pitches. So um, don't hate looking at that. Listen, I love the twins. Um, I, I don't even have to get into it. Like I love this lineup so much. Um, there's so much power in this lineup from top to bottom. You can stack the twins any different way that you want to on any given night. And like, I'm never going to argue it with you. I, I completely agree with you. I had a twin stack uh, the other day when Nelson Cruz put up 52, but I also had Kepler who put up a zero. So that really sank that ship. <laughs> yeah, well, like, <laughs> that's going to happen, right? <laughs> I, had the, I had the nuts for pitchers too. <laughs> oh, that's always the worst. <laughs> um, Arizona at Texas, Merrill Kelly against Kyle Gibson. Um, any interest here in Kelly? Uh, I don't, I don't think so. Um, but you know, pitching's just so, so bad on the slate. You know, we got to, we got to find and, and, you know, make compromises somewhere. Uh, but I mean, I just can't, I don't think I can do 10 K for him. Yeah. Like I like that, like any remote decent pitcher on this slate, they kind of priced up. Um, Kelly's a decent pitcher. He's not anything great. Small swinging strike rate, you know, like he has some stuff that's effective against righties. He's going to face a lot of lefties in this Texas lineup. So that's kind of scary in itself. So, and then on the other side, like Gibson, it's Kyle Gibson, man. Like how many years and years and years of stacking against Kyle Gibson? Um, his numbers are a little like skewed to me because he did move into like a bullpen role and he actually pitched really decent out of the bullpen, but you go back and you look at like 2018 for Kyle Gibson and he has some strikeout stuff, but he's not like a stellar, you know, $9,700 pitcher. Oh, absolutely not. I mean, the pricing is so aggressive tomorrow. 
uh, for, you know, these really, really not mediocre pitching. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be a tough decision to, to make with, uh, with all this, with these, with these pitchers, which you, you may be selling me on Homer Ma- Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I have I'll have a strong um, argument for Walker Bueller. Don't worry, um, he's a Dodger, right? So, yeah. gotta live up to my reputation. Um, but yeah, like uh, Gibson's in play. If you're playing a bunch of teams and you're rolling out, you know some of these guys. Like, there's a guy that I like that we're gonna get to here in a in a little bit. Um, so, like, we'll talk about him. But yeah, I think I think Gibson's okay. Um, Arizona bats, like I typically want to target like left-handed power bats against Kyle Gibson. Um, what are you liking here for Arizona? Honestly, I, I don't like a whole lot for Arizona. I don't really know what to do with this game. I think this game outside of maybe a couple Ranger bats, uh, like Gallo or Chu or Odor, but on the other side for Arizona, I, I think it's going to be a stay away for me. Yeah, like I like playing Marte because he's like he's your threat of like stolen bases. He has power upside. Um so like I don't I don't mind him and he's always low owned um because he's always he's been really expensive. Like he produced like one of the better fantasy years last year. So like I don't mind Marte. I don't see myself sacking Arizona here. Texas has a new ballpark too that the roof can close, so it's nothing like it was before. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. Park is this new park? I think is going to trend more for pitchers. Yeah, it, it definitely can for sure. Which stinks because we like stacking in Texas because of the heat. Right. But um, as far as the Texas bats go, you kind of touched on some of them. Um, love me some Joey Gallo on every slate. Love him even more when we have a pitcher that has a less than twenty or sub twenty percent strikeout rate against lefties. Um, Gallo's in play on any slate, but he's definitely more in play when the guy has less than twenty percent K rate. Yeah, Ke- Kelly's not going to miss a lot of bats tomorrow. So, I mean, that really puts Gallo into the forefront. And he's not overly expensive either. That's the great thing about it. He's 4,100. He has double-dong upside. Like, he's certainly someone you need to get some exposure to. Absolutely. Um, That's really it. Like, you know, I could see maybe like a three- to five-man stack for Texas. Like, you throw in Gallo, um, Willie Calhoun, if he gets a decent lineup spot, and Chew, and then you just kind of mix. If you want to go five, you have Danny Santana, you have Odor, you have Todd Frazier. If you don't believe in Merrill Kelly, Arizona bullpen is very mediocre. Um, so, like, that's where you're kind of looking at here with Texas. Um, moving on, we got the Dodgers and the Astros. Walker Bueller against Valdez. Um, Walker Bueller here, he's the best pitcher on the slate. Quality arm-wise, best pitcher on the slate. He also probably has the toughest matchup on the slate. So what do we think we see here with Walker Bueller ownership-wise? Well, I mean, I think the bigger question is his leash. Uh, I know that he only went two innings in his last inter-squad game. <laughs> That's always the question when it comes to Dodgers pitchers. <laughs> right? I mean, but I mean, especially now, this is, his, you know, it's the first start of the year. It's Dave Roberts. Uh, you know, it's, I, I, I don't, I want to pitch Walker Bueller, but I don't, I don't know if you can go there tomorrow. He is going to have a pitch count. We Do we know what it is? No. Um, I, I, never... gonna, I, I don't think he's going to go much more than four or five innings. Yeah, um, because Dustin May pitched, like, what, four days ago? Dustin May was supposed to be the guy that comes in behind Bueller in this start. Um, yeah, it's a piggyback start. I guess you make it, You make sense. Arm-wise, talent-wise, Walker Bueller's a pitch pitcher. Kyle Gibson's making a lot more sense now. Um, Homer Bailey. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I meant. Homer Bailey, not Kyle yeah. Gibson. But, yeah, Walker Bueller is interesting – when he can oh man he's he's so talented but i think you make a lot of sense i also think that we're gonna see the k numbers for houston come up this season so like i'm not afraid to pitch pitchers against houston not at all i mean if this were not the first start of the year if this were two weeks from now and you were to say pay 11-3 for bueller against the astros on on a slate like this i'd say all in but for tomorrow mm-hmm. i'm i don't know Listen, I ended up playing Glass now. Like I did not want to play Glass now, but 
I had to play Glass now. Glass now was eighty nine though. Yeah, like that's this, what I was gonna say. And like this, this he eleven three. He'd probably have. There's so many cheap bats too, though, and like cheap SP twos. But still, I don't know if I can do it with the potential pitch count um, in the tough matchup. I tell you what, I won't do. I won't play Valdez against the Dodgers. Oh, absolutely not. No way. I will say the only thing that Valdez has going for him is he throws the sinker, so he induces a ton of ground balls. Um, so, you know, if you want to like dig into like how the Dodgers hit sinkers, you're not going to like what you see if you like Valdez because all the Dodgers hit sinkers well. So, like, it just it doesn't make sense to play him in the spot. Yeah, I won't be touching Valdez tomorrow. I hope the Dodgers go overlooked here because of the ground ball situation. Um, if you don't dig into it, you're like you're a little scared, but you start digging into like some of these numbers against sinkers and like Chris Taylor, if he draws the start here, this guy mashes sinkers and he's 3,300. Yeah. The Do- Dodgers are my top stack tomorrow for sure. God, they're so cheap. Pollock's they're 32. So, they're, so, they're so cheap. Like Jock needs a day off so we can get Kiki Pollock and Taylor in the lineup here. Right? Like these guys, Muncie's 4k. I don't care if it's lefty lefty. Max Muncy's a quality hitter. Like the Dodgers are cheap. Betts is forty-seven. Mookie Betts at forty-seven hundred tomorrow is, I think, the top play of the day. Against the lefty, oh man, he's under five k. <laughs> I, I don't remember the last time I saw Mookie under five k. Granted, Mookie's burned me, you know, every day this year, but still, I'm going to go right back. You can't stop now. <laughs> no, no way. No way. <laughs> You can't stop now. Um, do you have any interest in the Houston bats here? I mean, I don't like to tell people that they can't play guys like Springer, Altuve, Bregman, but I don't think tomorrow's the day. Listen, they're a team like I'm not playing one-offs from here from Houston. Like that, I'll say that. Like I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to say fade them, but I'm not going to play one-offs. If I'm playing Houston, I'm stacking them. I'm hoping that they get to Bueller. They get the bad end of the Dodgers bullpen because they do have some runs. But overall, I don't like Houston. I'm with you on this one. Rockies and Athletics, Sensatella against Magnin. Um, any interest here in Sensatella? I don't think so. I, I have uh, I have interest in the, in the A's bats. Yeah, like when it comes to Sensatella – he is a pitch to contact guy. Um, and even on a slate where we don't have a lot of options, give me a guy in a tough matchup that might throw like 70 or 80 pitches that can strike people out. Give me one of those double a guys that had decent strikeout stuff instead of a dude with a 13% K rate. Um, so Sensatella, even against a very high strikeout Oakland team, this doesn't make a lot of sense for me um, because of the small Ks, uh, because of the pitch to contact. And, like, Megnan on the other side of this game, he's he's not as bad when it comes to, like, pitch to contact, but that's what he is too. Like, we have two pitch to contact pitchers here. There's going to be so much contact in this game. You know, I don't, I don't like course slates, but I almost wish this game was in cores because it would be so, be so many barrels and dingers and, There'd be so many runs scored. I mean, obviously, it's being played in the Coliseum, which kind of stinks, but uh, I, I, there's going to be not a lot of misses in this game. Let it be played in Oakland. I don't mind stacking in Oakland. I'd rather stack in Oakland than in Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, mean, I, I love uh, Karis Davis. I love Semyon, Chapman, Olsen, Biscotti. Uh, and then I, I I like I like the Rockies bats too. I think this game is going to go overlooked quite a bit. Yeah, I like this game too. I like this game overall. Um, I like the fact that like there's a bunch of pricing on this slate where like you can get Chris Davis at under 4K, David Dahl's 4K, so you can get some of these like high end bats with decent pitching. Um, you know, when you're looking at like the Rocky side of things, yeah, you got to pay up for the big three. Um, but like, if you add in like David Dahl and you go to Murphy or like, even if you punt with catcher, like there's so many cheap ways to get the second part of your stack in there. So I like, like, even if Hillard starts, he's a guy that 
showed plenty of upside against right-handed pitching last season. Um, so he's another guy that I wouldn't mind here. So I like this game. I'm with you. Um, all the guys that you mentioned were Oakland. I like all those guys. Like Olsen's probably one of my favorite plays on the slate. Um, so, you know, I definitely, definitely like the Oakland side too. Yeah, I mean, I know the Rockies aren't, you know, uh, the same away from cores, but I think this is just a really good, really good matchup for them. Yeah, like I know they're not the same away from cores, but they haven't been in cores yet, so maybe that changes things a little bit. <laughs> uh, Justice Sheffield against Patrick Sandoval. Um, any interest here in Sheffield going up against the Angels? I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I think you could take a flyer on him, but I don't think he's going to be a primary play for me. Yeah, the thing that I like for Sheffield here is when he's not striking right, he's out. He's inducing a lot of ground balls. So I could see him. I worry about pitch count, first of all, uh, because every time this this kid is pitched, like they've been very careful with his like pitching pitches and stuff like that is how deep he goes. So like I worry a little bit about that. Um, but I actually kind of like both pitchers in this game. Um, I think both these pitchers are like – potentially sp2 i think this is going to be one of the lower scoring games on this slate um so i don't mind taking a flyer on sheffield because you know he can induce ground balls um and outside of the top of the order the bottom is kind of bad um you know ward stassi simmons um pulos is still really good against lefties but like Otani strikes out a ton against lefties um, and Stassi. We know if he's not hitting the ball hard, he's striking out. So um, I don't mind Sheffield here. I just worry about pitch count. Personally, I'd rather go to Sandoval if I was going to do anybody in this game. Me too. This is the guy that I was talking about that I kind of like here. Um, listen, Seattle is a team that can put up runs. We, we've seen it many, many times. They can put up runs. Um, they went on a run at the beginning of last season. That was incredible. Um, but they have strikeouts, and Sandoval is a top prospect in the Angels organization. He has good strikeout stuff. He has the ability to put up, you know, plenty of points here. He has that nice, like, fastball, curveball, changeup mix. Um, I still think he's a year early. I said this when he got called up last year. I think he needed – yeah, I think, like, this year he, he needed one more strong year in AAA, but, like, he posted good numbers in AAA. They almost, you know, needed to call him up. And he's not aggressively priced, which everybody on yep. the slate for pitching is aggressively priced. Like she Sheffield's eighty two hundred. Uh, I'd much rather pay sixty six for Sandoval all day. God, I didn't realize Sheffield's man. These price, the pricing yeah, on these guys pricing, is pricing is like I've never even seen it like this. It's very aggressive. Yeah, they tried that dynamic pricing with uh, esports, and I liked it. So and they've been doing it with NASCAR. You know, maybe we'll see a little bit more baseball. I like when the pricing stuff, um, like FanDuel, FanDuel on Monday, I like teams that had like 4K left over. Like I, I don't like slates like that. I do because you know you'll have a unique, but I still don't like it because it's weird. Um, Seattle bats, like Nola's interesting. He hits left-handed pitching really well from what we saw. Um, he, outside of, like, stacking this team, would probably be the only guy that, like, I have a ton of interest in here. Yeah, I won't be touching the Mariners tomorrow. Um, on the Angels side, I did just read a little blurb before we got started that Rendon is expected to play here. He was dealing with that oblique injury. Like, that obviously hurts Sheffield, in my opinion. Um, Anthony Rendon against lefties. That gives Trout some protection, assuming that they bat, bat Rendon behind Trout. Um, so... I think, like, you can look at, like, if you're not on Sheffield, I think you could look at potentially maybe, like, a three-man Angels stack here. Yeah, the the problem is is that Rendon's 5,200 and Mike Trout's 6,000. So, Boom! But yeah. Fletcher's, like, 3,200. You get the right, top yeah, three. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Uh, you you know, know, pair it with Sandoval, like, you're off to the races. And, uh, you know, I, I do love Justin Upton. Jay up, man. <laughs> Jay up is a, a strikeout home run waiting to happen. Like <laughs> that's not bad for DFS. No. Hey, listen, that you don't get negative points for striking out anymore. Like that's fine with me. Um, <laughs> we finished it off here with the Padres and the giants, Zach Davies against Jeff Samarja. We'll start with Davies. Um, I actually think Davies is going to be kind of popular here. Um, like Davies is a pitch to contact guy too. Um, doesn't have a big strikeout, but like 
There's strikeouts in the Giants lineup. This game's in San Francisco, which is a great pitcher's ballpark. Davies is the type of guy that can go out and throw quality innings um, and, and pitch deeper into the game. He's 8K. Do you expect him to be pretty popular here? I hope not because I want to pitch him. <laughs> yeah, so. I I think, like, I just think, like, he's going to be a guy that, like, maybe because of his price, he won't pop on projection models as much um, point per dollar wise. But, like, he should be, like, a guy that's projected for a quality start here. Davies never has, like, a tremendous ceiling, but I think his floor for that price is pretty decent. Listen, we don't have a ton of options. Um, That's right. That's right. Normally, I wouldn't want to pitch Zach Davies for 8K, but tomorrow I might. It's the Giants in in San Francisco. Like, the matchup doesn't get much better. And Shark is on the other side, and, like, Davies has batters in that lineup that can get him some run support here against Samarja, too. So, there's that. Um I don't have a ton of interest here in Samarja. He's cheap. He's at home. Um, it's just like the Padres lineup is a lot better than it was um, two years ago. Samarja's losing velocity, too. He can't even get his fastball above 90 anymore. So I, I'm not touching him. I'd be, I, I actually have a little, bit, a little bit of interest in the Padres, even though it's being played in San Francisco, which isn't ideal. Yeah, the the only good thing is, like, the Padres, you want to stack your righties. So, like, this ballpark, really bad for lefties, a little bit better for righties and lefties. So, like, Tatis, Machado, Fam, these guys that you want to play, um, you know, you can get exposure to these righties and, you know, maybe throw in Gresham and, and Hosmer in there if you want to go five or pro far, however you want to do it. But, yeah, I don't mind the Padres here against Marja. The Shark is not the Shark anymore. Oh. Definitely not. Um, any interest here in the Giants bats? No, none for me. I don't think yeah, playing, I don't think I'll be playing a lot of Giants this year. Yeah, it's about the only guy. Um, but probably not on this slate. Like, I'll play the Giants when they're on the road. Um, but like even this year, it's going to be tough. Like this lineup is just it's it's different. Um, I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> Um, all right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. We'll start here with a pitcher under 8,000 to get six or more strikeouts. Um, who do you like here to do that? It's not, it's not like there's an obvious answer. <laughs> I think I'm just going to go with Sandoval, Stevie. Oh, you took my guy. I knew you, when you said you liked him too, I knew you were going to take my guy. Um, that's the bad thing about being the host. You always let your – person go first um you know what i don't think he gets the strikeouts but i think he pitches really well it's going back to one of the beginning games that we talked about i'm gonna go limbaum um pittsburgh doesn't strike out a lot but i do think he is very much in play at 5100 especially when we got done going through all these games um give me a guy over 8k to score under 15 who's your bust of the day i'm gonna go with sheffield yeah, like, the more I look at it, the more that price doesn't make sense. Um, oh, man, I, <laughs> I'm i going to flirt with disaster here. I'm going to go Carlos Martinez. I'm going to make him prove it to me before I really get on board. I would rather play, like, Bailey than Martinez in that same game at almost the same price. But really, like, Gibson looking, like, more and more in play. I might really – just play like two of these cheaper pitchers and just load up on bats and hope nobody scores more than 20 points. So um, give me a guy over 4k to hit a home run on this slate. Mookie bets. Yeah. Figured that one was coming. You were, you were liking some Mookie. I'm going to go JD Martinez against um, the young lefty. You know, I don't think that's ever a fail option. Give me a guy under 4k uh, to get two hits today. Kiki Hernandez. All right. Talking Dodgers. Um, welcome to the podcast. Um, I'm never going to hate anybody pumping the Dodgers here. Um, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to go for the second straight day and I'm going to say one of his two hits is a home run. Give me Soler. Um, I like the Royals again. I said yesterday, I like Soler. I don't know if he has a second hit yet, but he did own a home run. So I'm halfway there to my call. Um, let's see here. 
the stack to score six or more runs. Who do you got? I, I guess I got to go with the Dodgers. All right. LAD. Um, oh, man. I said, I said Kansas City yesterday. I'm going to go with the Mets um, to score more than six. I think that's going to be a high-scoring game again. Um, and then give me over, under, or against the spread pick that's um, standing out to you. We're recording a little early, so there's not a ton of lines out. There's a few. Um, is anything standing out to you here? Uh, let me let me uh, pull up a site here. Yeah, I usually use the DK one. They don't have a ton of odds out. They have a few out um, for this slate. I'll just say they're very high on the Reds game. <laughs> the Twins and uh, Marlin, the Twins and Cardinals game has a ten and a half total too. Really? Yeah. Carlos Martinez against Homer Bailey, ten and a half. I almost like. Mm. Yeah, they have the Brewers totals out. The Brewers are nine and a half. Um, Limblum is a one sixty five favorite. I, I think that's solid. The Rangers and Diamondbacks are out. It's nine and a half. The Rangers are a slight favorite in that game. And then, like I said, the Cubs Reds game big total. What is the total in the Cubs Reds game? Uh, ten. I'd go the over that. All right. We'll give you Cincy over 10. Hopefully you do better than Grant. He took Tampa under eight and a half yesterday. Um, <laughs> Tampa was, of course, Tampa, all, Tampa breaks slates so much. Um, I'm going to take the under in the twins game at 10 and a half. I like the twins. I like playing the twins this year, but um, that, uh, that over under at 10 and a half seems a little high to me. So I'm gonna take the under. All right, Tim, I appreciate you joining me. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, thanks so much for having me, Stevie. Right. Uh, if you guys haven't checked him out on Twitter, make sure you do that. Um, tasteful, tasteful tides. Um, one of these days you'll have to, you have to explain where that one came from. But we're going to get out of here. hope everyone has an awesome Tuesday. We'll be back Wednesday talking some more baseball. hope everyone enjoyed. Good luck in your contests, and we'll see you then.